Hi, and welcome to episode 64 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm Ren. And I'm River. And today we're going to be talking about the witching hour. Yes. And might I say, boo bitches, it's glad to be back. (laughs) Okay. So I have to explain. So I'm sorry it's been so long. I did post this on Facebook and some of y'all have responded and thank you for your good wishes. But um, between Rin's schedule and my dad, it's been really difficult to be here. My my dad's been sick, so I've been traveling out of state back and forth. And then he passed away on October 16th. So it's been a long few months and I just yeah. didn't have it in me to be able to podcast or do notes while my dad was in the condition he was in. So I'm still not a hundred percent, but talking to you guys helps. So I'm very excited for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I know like between like everything and this year, this year Mm -hmm. has just been a terrible year altogether. Just like anything. I feel like it's been since 2000, since COVID, I feel like things have been awful. I mean, I mean, I mean, if we want to talk about like bad years, like I want to say last year was a terrible year for me health wise because I tore, like, you know, I work out. So I tore my, my bicep muscle and that would hold on. My cat is licking out of one of my bowls. (laughs) (laughs) So I tore one of my bicep muscles and I, and I had to be in a sling for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I think it was about two months. And then towards the end of that, while I was healing, I had one week, week left in my sling. I literally rolled my ankle and sprained it so bad I'd be put in a boot. You did that at my house. Yes, I did. I rolled. <laughs> my husband was with me and he said it was the most dramatic fall. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I, I rolled my ankle and at the time, I think I was, I was a little bit heavier. So I had all this weight on, on me mm-hmm. and I, I had just stepped funny. And so all of my weight had like pressed down on my ankle and I rolled and he, he explains it as like the most dramatic fall because my legs went over my body down the hill <laughs> and then back around. So like I did a two time and my feet were just in the air and yeah. he just, I had already said goodbye to her. Little did I know that Rin is out in my front yard doing gymnastics. Yeah, like and like, and last year was also the year I was diagnosed with celiac disease. Yeah, and so like the ankles, like I sprained my ankle, like more towards like April, summer. I had like a terrible cold sickness thing. August hit, my stomach was terrible, and then October I got diagnosed with celiac disease. Yeah. And so last year for me was health wise, but it's just been like a, a like a, uh, what a series of unfortunate events, events for everyone that I know. That's a book. Yeah, I know. And that's my series. life right now. It's my life right now. <laughs> a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. I feel it's, like it's been that way since COVID. I, I just, ugh, I don't know. I mean. I, yeah, that's how I am. I, it's just like one thing after another. And it's like small things where I was just having, it was a day. It was a terrible day. And I was at work and the button on my pants broke. Today? It, no, it was just like sometime in the past month, this oh. happened and it was like a terrible day. And then I was at work and that same day, my the button on my pants broke. And it was like, <laughs> it's just been like small things like that, where that was like the last straw, mm-hmm. that, like just in general. And it was just... 
That makes me think of the movie Drag Me to Hell for some reason. Okay, so it's October and I've been watching horror movies every day. My mm-hmm. poor husband, mm-hmm. he uh, suffers through the movies that I pick. And I did watch Drag Me to Hell and that's where she, it was the button that was cursed. And anyway, that's a good one if y'all haven't seen it. It's <laughs> old, so be prepared for old cinematics and whatever. But the storyline mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And mm-hmm. the acting was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway... What are you drinking? Well, right now it's, we're recording at an odd hour because, you know, like we have, it's so hard to figure out when to record, when to do anything. When to get us both together at the same time. I know. And so right now I'm drinking a pumpkin coffee that, so you actually got me this coffee and, um, cause for my birthday, I got a Nespresso, you know, mm-hmm. spoiled a little bit. And um, I commented on, I told you, I was like, yeah, I'm like, pu- like pumpkin right now. Cause I can't, I can't um, go to Starbucks anymore, you know, because they have a lot of cross-contamination with um, gluten products. Mm-hmm. And so I just can't get, I can't get Starbucks anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I've been wanting, you know, I am one of those girlies that likes their pumpkin, the pumpkin spice. Latte. spice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, you told me that you had an espresso, I was like, oh, oh, I've got to get her these. So I, I yes. ordered them for her. She loves them. I love them so much. And so and does my husband. I was going to say, what's really funny is I think your husband loves them more than you do. Uh-huh. And that's so hilarious. that's what, yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. But I do have a little small update before you tell us what you're okay. drinking. Okay. My, or, my hair is orange now. It sure is. It's been a while and I don't think I've, we've podcast since I've dyed my hair. No, I've only seen you through FaceTime and stuff. I haven't, I don't think I've seen you in person. Maybe I have. I don't know with my dad passing and being gone. I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't seen you in 50 million years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know, but my, my hair is orange. Well, it's kind of orange. It's like the it's front so cool half looking, is orange but... and the back half is dark Brown. Mm-hmm. I've been having fun with my hair. And I was like, Hey, why the hell not dye my hair for the fall and get into the fall mood? Because I know this, this whole time. Hi, we haven't had time to just sit down and appreciate that it's Halloween or watch scary movies <laughs> or do anything. Yeah. And so I might as well ha- be festive through my hair. <laughs> yeah. My poor kids. I, I usually go out. Halloween is my, that is my holiday. And so I usually decorate the house and we have wonderful parties and we do the get togethers on the weekends and watch scary movies. And then of course I haven't been here mm-hmm. to do any of that stuff. So our house isn't decorated. I'm I'm going to just have to skip once Halloween is over. I'm just going to decorate for Christmas. So at least it gets done. Yeah. Cause I'm so afraid uh, yeah. something else is going to happen. I know. I'm just telling you right now, I know that we're planning a little Halloween yes. party yes. and I'm going to come and I'm going to renify your place because I know you didn't have a chance to decorate, but I'm going to be bringing cute little dishes so that at least like the tablecloth and the little plates and platters that we have with food are going to be festive. So I think we'll do it outside since it's getting cooler. My mm-hmm. sister bought me a skull that you put in bonfires and it it looks like flames are coming out of the skull. She knows me well. So we will be doing that on that day too. And then Ren and I are getting to go and see one of our favorite podcasters in in live. We are so excited. Our husbands were like, yep, 
y'all go to that. And Mm -hmm, so the two mm -hmm. of us are going to go to Atlanta and watch the, and that's why we drink podcast people live. Favorite. And I, I know they had a tour previous, but we weren't able to go to that one. Yeah. And it's it's been a while. And Mm -hmm. when they dropped that, they were coming to Atlanta. I was like, Oh, she actually, she surprised me. She bought my Uh ticket y'all. Uh-huh. I bought tickets immediately. And I went, River, we're Surprise. going to, we're so, going to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So she, she's paying for the tickets. And I said, you know what? It's going to be late when it gets out. I'm paying for the hotel room. So we're going to so, go and have a little girl's night out. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited. I am so excited. I feel like, I don't know, this is something needed. <laughs> yes. And shout and, out to Em and Christine from that podcast. I'm sure they I probably know. don't listen no, to us, but no, no. But uh, we we love them. They are so funny. We love them so much. I I mean, I swear, outside of our podcast, they are the only podcast that I listen to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like the Same. only podcast. And I'll try to start another podcast. And I mean, other podcasts are great, but they're just not Em and Christine. Right. And I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm still looking for other witchy podcasts because, you know, we're mm-hmm. still learning our craft and... I am very interested in what other witches do. And so every now and then I will, when I have time, I'll try to pick up an episode and I haven't found one that's really clicked with me yet, but we're still looking. So if y'all know of any, send us a email or go to our website and tell us about other podcasts because we'd love that. Okay. Sorry. We got very off topic. We did. So my drink. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was going to say like, (laughs) he was like, you can tell we haven't (laughs) Done this in a while. We haven't even seen each other in forever. I know. Okay, go so ahead. So <laughs> I am drinking, and my husband is actually the one that came up with this one. He's kind of excited about our our planned uh, cocktail book that we're writing. So he made this one up. I've now got my husband in on making drinks too, and I'm calling this one the Thinning Veil, which because. Samhain is the time of the thinning mm-hmm. veil. Oh, I like so, that. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So he it is one half orange liqueur, which he uses the high dollar stuff, the Grand Marnier, and mm-hmm. one half whiskey, which he uses Four Roses, which is another fairly expensive uh, whiskey. And that's mm-hmm. it. It is a mixture of those two things. And it is wonderful and dark and perfect for Halloween. And I did, I added my own little thing, which he said gross too, but I added a um, chocolate, um, what are those little round things that little chocolate candy, like not, not a bonbon. What are those little, I don't know. Anyway, it's got a little round chocolate candy that I put in it and it's kind of melting into the drink. My mouth is watering. Like a truffle? Like a truffle. Yeah. There's and a I, lot of chocolate candies out there. <laughs> and and I have a box of different ones. So I just picked one and threw it in mm-hmm. and you can see it in the drink. It's kind of, the chocolate is kind of melting into it. So mm-hmm. y'all, it is fantastic. And I do recommend the higher quality of the orange liqueur and the higher quality whiskey. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge whiskey fan, but this one is dark and delicious, just like my soul. So... <laughs> I, I was going to, we should probably make a pumpkin drink. We should. Like a pumpkin pie or something. And hey, you know, my pumpkin pie oh, is the best mm. pumpkin pie. 
It is. And I didn't get to carve pumpkins this year. I usually do um, pumpkin seeds. That's one of my favorite parts oh, about yeah. the fall is pumpkin well, seeds. You know, my husband and I, we are carving pumpkins tonight, hopefully, mm-hmm. because right now he's at work and he has, he does, he has a hard job. And, um, I was able, I actually carved one pumpkin earlier this week because I was able to spare a little bit of time immediately after my classes. And I hung out with some of my friends and we carved some pumpkins. Did you keep the seats? I did not because uh, we were the when where we did it it was inconvenient to you uh, you know yeah and so okay. so I have other pumpkins that my husband and I are going to carve and I can bring those to you <gasps> that would be awesome I can if you save if them. you bring some to the party on Saturday maybe I can make some pumpkin seeds I I use my air fryer mm-hmm, y'all mm-hmm. and I put all the spices in I like um, savory so I'd use garlic and chili powder and salt, pepper, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to the sweet, you can also do sweet pumpkin seeds with the sugars, the brown sugars Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing too. But I like the savory. So yeah, I'll make some of those on Saturday. Yeah. Come over. Mm -hmm. All right. So the witching hour, I've been interested in this topic, but I don't know anything about it. So that was why I wanted to research it. And so what is it? According to Wikipedia, and for folklore, folklore, folklore. <laughs> okay, these drinks, y'all. I'm, I'm not kidding. You should try them, but be careful. And <laughs> folklore, the witching hour, also called the devil's hour, and I'll get to that in a minute, is a time mm-hmm. of night that is associated with supernatural events, whereby witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and be at their most powerful. Definitions vary, including the hour immediately after midnight or the time in between three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning. See, listen, three o'clock and four o'clock, three o'clock to six o'clock is alien hour. (laughs) See, and that, that probably is associated with this witching hour thing. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of cultures have witching hour thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. so it, it can't just be a Christian, you know, idea, although Christianity did play its role in some definitions of it, but it is all over the world. So very cool. But I also can I I'm going to interject because I said aliens and I think I was abducted by aliens when I was younger and recently. (laughs) Well, that that explains it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm being okay. I'm being serious. I'm going to derail off of the witching hour again, but I hope you guys enjoy a long episode of just ranting okay it's been a long time hopefully they want to hear us talk for a little bit I hope so otherwise just skip ahead (laughs) all right tell me about these abductions okay so when I was younger like I always had like quote-unquote visions and like stuff and like weird things that always happened to me as a as a kid but I and I had my bin, uh, my appendix taken out when I was like nine. Okay? okay. But they went through my belly button. No incision marks, no nothing. All, everything was through my belly button. Okay. okay. And so as I'm growing up, I have little tiny and I, they're probably like not even half an inch to an inch of like incision marks. They're not as big as an inch. They're like half an, and they look, they look surgical and it's in a triangle. One is like, like right below my stomach like right below my stomach line. Okay. One is 
on the other side, like over where like, you know, like your ovaries would be. And then one is up a little bit. So it's like a triangle. And I tried to explain this to my mother and she wouldn't listen to me. Okay. That's creepy. I know. And it was like, it's like a triangle and it's like little tiny incision marks and it's like surgical. Cause they're like, they're literally horizontally, like they're perfectly so it, horizontal. It forms a triangle. Yeah. It forms a triangle. Okay. And I recently, I recently went out of town. Okay. And I wake up and my arm is hurting so bad. Like, you know how, when you get a vaccine, vaccination. Yeah. yeah. And oh, it's like, really and it, killed my yeah, arms and, yeah. and it bruise, it like bruises and it yeah. hurts. Right. When you get, well, I mean, when with needles, I bruise really easily. Yeah. And I have, I haven't gotten a vaccine in a while, like okay. not, not to have a bruise. And I have a literal bruise on my arm in the shape and size of what it would be from a vaccine or a needle. Yeah. And it hurts to touch. Like as if I've had a vaccine or a needle in my arm, it hurts so bad. You can see the bruise. I can see it. Yeah. We're, I we do this have... podcast over YouTube. So, I mean, over yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom, so I can see her. Y'all can't see her, but I can see her. Yeah. And it so is. It I looks just this... like an injection point. Yeah. And I have weird bruising on the back of my leg and on the front of my leg. So I have a tattoo on my leg, right? Mm-hmm. And it's right next to the tattoo, right? Like right below the, the incision marks that I've had since I was younger. I don't know where they came from. They're in a shape of a triangle and I have all this weird bruising on my body. Are you and like I didn't... missing time? I think it happened when I was asleep. So you don't know, you don't, I have no idea. You don't wake up and find out it's been a long time past. It's just been yeah, like no. overnight. It's just been overnight. And like my arm and my arm is the one that's so most concerning because I haven't gotten a vaccine and I haven't, I don't have like bruising like this. Okay. Like I don't usually, and we're going to have to do an episode about UFO stuff, even though it's not witchy, it's still unexplainable. Yeah. And like all this bruising, is just so weird in my body. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention like, you know, like my, oh, so it's on my right side, like right before my hip starts, it's like all in there. I have a lot of pain, like all in like the side of my hip. Weird. I know. I know. And, and my, my brain, of course, my brain is like <laughs> alien. <Aliens. laughs> I, was, I was abducted <laughs> by aliens. Not like, oh, you just slept on your arm. I'm like a weird no, bump that- and you have a bruise is a definite puncture. Something poked you there, whether it was a needle or you walked into something that was sticking out. You would think you would remember that. Yeah. And I don't remember walking into anything that had like a sharp point. Yeah. So off of like the alien hour, 3 a.m. definitely scares the shit out of me. Yeah. It's a thing. That is tied to all of these supernatural type things at 3 a.m. You would think as a witch, I would be like, yeah, 3 a.m. That's when I'm like powerful. Powerful. Mm -hmm. I can like harness my magic, but that's when I'm terrified as shit. Like I, I try to fall asleep before that time. And if I don't fall asleep, then I have to lay there awake until the time has passed. That's so strange. And I mean, it's the strangest thing. And I, I, I don't know where this came from, but I told my friends, I told my friends, I was like, I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they don't quite understand me like you do. Have you told them you're a witch or is that something that No, but I no, told them yeah. I have like I have like a psychic ability where I can basically talk to dead people. And mm. one of my friends, she was like, you know, me too. Like she has like she was like, I've she said it sounds crazy to talk about, so she never talks about it, but mm-hmm. I blurted it out and she goes, you know, actually me too. And so yeah, like she yeah, she's the one who I know definitely her and I are very much alike in that aspect. Well, neat. Yeah. But huh. I think she just doesn't talk about it. Yeah. Well, back to the witching hour. Yeah. Sorry. It, it, <laughs> Alien <it's okay>. hour. <laughs> it, uh, it makes me think of our discussions that we've had about in between places. We did an episode where we talked about in between places like doorways and stuff. And I'm thinking, Maybe the witching hour is one of these in-between times, like the in-between time between light when dark is at its darkest, maybe. Mm-hmm. Of course, what about those places that have darkness more than the average, you know, like Alaska or, you know, where it's yeah dark all the time? Then what would be the darkest hour? Maybe because- that whole, like, maybe the whole plane in that time period, because it's like six yeah. months on, six months off. Yeah. So and maybe so it's during- like that, that whole plane. Or, and it- Alaska has a lot of like those stories where it's like, they do. Oh, I saw blah, blah, blah. Maybe that has, we're going to dive deeper. <laughs> yeah. The, there is a thing called the Alaska Triangle, too, which <laughs> is a cool thing. I wrote a paper on that. Did you? I know that sounds so funny. It was it was actually for school. I wrote a paper on it. My I got an A because my professor thought it was cool. <laughs> but I'm thinking, okay, so in Alaska, when they have six months of or wherever it is that has six months of darkness, does that mean the witching hour is at the three month point? I mean, I don't know. It's just interesting know. to, to yeah. think about. Yeah. And then, you know, it it seems like magical powers are always associated with darkness for some reason, instead of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah. going to go out in a picnic and, and practice magic. You just don't, yeah. people don't say that <laughs> uh, you know, no. it's always associated with darkness, but honestly, the sun holds a lot of power too, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think I'll have to research that idea as well. Why is magic, or at least this paranormal supernatural alien stuff, always associated with darkness as opposed to light i think because and tell me if i'm wrong okay okay this is my assumption people think of bad as dark right so anytime that you have no light which light does associate like in all forms of religions light is always the best like yeah mythology heaven hell you know Mm -hmm. everything right light and dark and so when it's dark outside people kind of associate you know, darkness with scary with, you know, and they don't, and it's the things that they don't understand is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're scared of what they don't understand and they don't understand darkness. Well, I, I think long story, like my yeah. whole, I have a lot more in my head, but short, short scheme, people you don't know, understand something and they're scared of it and they don't understand darkness. I agree. And darkness also grants that anonymous protection of the dark. So people who venture out like, you know, serial killers or whatever, they do that by the cover of night because Mm -hmm. it grants that, that protection of uh, anonymity and the dark. See, okay. Off of that, (laughs) 
I have childhood trauma. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Other than the alien abduction, more childhood uh, trauma. Well, yeah, because I, I, I see shadow people. Oh. And see, I don't like to say I, was I don't like looking. to say it out loud. I don't like to say it out loud because it gives them acknowledgement and it makes them know that I can see them. And so mm-hmm. this is the only time I'm going to be able to say that. Like, I'm going to say that once done out loud, I don't see them. Okay. Wink, wink. Okay. <laughs> she, she's winking. Yes. And so my parents always told me, you know, I, ha- I have always had to have a nightlight. Okay. I, I, to this day, I cannot sleep in total darkness. Okay. Oh, interesting. I, I mean, and you could, as a psychologist or therapist or who, whoever you can, anal- you can like, you know, analyze my trauma and be like, oh, well, you're scared of the dark because of your trauma. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what caused this trauma? Uh, maybe because I had a babysitter who used to lock me in the closet, long story short, dark trauma. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't like darkness. And where was I going with this? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Uh, Oh no. We were talking about the, how (laughs) darkness can give you the protection of anonymity and Okay, there we go. My parents always told me it like with the night lights, if I just turn off the light, close the door, nothing could see you, you know, like, like you in the darkness, even though you can't see anything, like you are also, oh, they can't see you either. Oh, yeah. interesting. But with my sense, that's not true. That's not true. They can yeah. see me. That's aliens, fine. aliens might be able to see, you know, they might have infrared yeah. vision. Yeah. I mean, and who's to say shadow people. Okay. Shadow figures, whatever you want to call them they have this other sight, like just because like they live Mm -hmm. in the darkness, they can Mm -hmm. see. So having the whole room dark hinders my ability to see, but not them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was younger, my parents would be like, Oh, like just turn off the lights. You're going to be fine. You know, like, I think it was my dad who was like, if you can't see them, they can't see you. Mm -hmm. But, and I didn't understand this when I was younger, but I knew that they could see me. I feel like children have that, you know, how kids will pull the covers over their heads with this illogical thing that, yeah, oh, I never I did that. Them, so they can't see me. <laughs> yeah. I never did that. I think maybe because I have this sense and I can, it's like, I can, I mean, I'm also an empath, so right. I could, I can feel what other people are feeling. And I, it's like a sense I can, I could hear them. I could feel them. And I knew that they were there and I knew that they knew I was there. See, I talk about empaths later. And my thought was that empaths can feel, you know, during the day we have so many other distractions for an empath. You're surrounded by people. So you're catching all of their, their vibes. And yet at night, it's very quiet. So that would be the time that you would be able to sense things that aren't necessarily human or aren't of this world because there are no other humans near you to block your senses. And I think I've kind of like, I can turn it off. I have taught myself to turn it off. I am an empath as well, and I cannot turn it off. And so I, I have horrible time. I don't know how I was able to teach myself that, but I think it was a way for me to be able to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Self-preservation. And so I think I, I, I kind of hurt myself, but also helped myself. So like on a daily, I can just turn it off and I'm completely fine. But if I leave it off and I don't know, like, I just don't, I don't remember that I have Mm -hmm. it off, you know, like I Mm -hmm. I just like in my head. So I kind of hurt myself because I'm not 
able to be aware of what's around me when I'm alone. Yeah. And so I can't sense like those types of things. And I don't like to turn it on because when I turn it on, I can feel everything and I can hear everything. And I feel like when I turn it on, I also get like, like I can hear people and people are trying to talk to me. And like, I know I've discussed this where it's like, like somebody's trying to speak to me and they're like, water, water, water. I'm like, I don't want, like, I wish I could help you. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I let, as soon as I open that, that gate, there's no closing it. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do that. And I'm not, I'm not at the time in my life. And I don't know if I ever will be to be able to open that. It probably is going to take training by someone who also has your talent to teach you. That's, that's what you need to do is to learn how to control what you've got because you don't really want to ignore it. I'm just, I mean, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, I need somebody, I need help. There's too many things going on right now. So yeah, Yeah. you haven't had time to self-explore. Yeah. You know, maybe like, maybe you should do some um, shadow work and see where that takes you. Although that's a scary, scary thing. It very, it really is. And I don't know if I want to go down that I know, road. That, that I agree. I agree. I also have a fear of if something's trying to talk to me, how do I know that it's actually what it's claiming to be? Mm-hmm. And true I, fear. I don't, I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. like that. And I know I already, I don't see these shadow things. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Um, you know, so I don't want, I don't want that associated to me. If that makes sense. Yeah. And yet here I am going, I practice, you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a witch, you know, but I don't know. I'm more of the light fluffy, mm-hmm. you know, I harness nature and I don't want anything to do with that side. And it's, there's nothing wrong if you do, of but course it scares not. the shit yeah. out of me. Yeah. 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 So back to in between times. <laughs> Maybe this episode should literally just be a chit chat. <laughs> uh, it's been so long, y'all. And hopefully I hope you are enjoying our chit chat. But if the witching hour is an in-between time, then I think the time would change because if it's the halfway point between light and light. So like here, we live in Georgia. So tonight sunset is at 6.49 p.m. and it rises tomorrow at 7.49 um, in the morning. So that would put the halfway point at 1.10 in the middle of the night. So that's not midnight. That's not three. That's not three to four. It would change, but you know, like we're getting shorter and shorter days. So that time frame is shifting of course, that's only if the witching hour is actually an in-between time, which is just a theory. You know, yeah, it yeah. might not be. On the other hand, the way our time works with the new day that starts at midnight, you know, 24 hours in a day, even in military time, midnight zero, and then you start mm-hmm. the new day, that could be midnight would then be an in-between time between one day and the next. Yeah. I don't know. I read I read a blog doing this research. Um and it was an article about all Esbat's phases of the moon. It's a I guess that's a book that they were talking about, mm-hmm. which we talk about Sabbaths and we Wicca is the one that has the Sabbaths and the Esbats. And I probably am not pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> but um 
I don't know about the SBATs. We'll have to do an episode on that because I'm curious what's the difference between a SABAT and and an SBAT, mm-hmm. which our reader, our listeners, our readers, our listeners are now going, oh my God, they're so ignorant. But anyway, we'll we'll look yeah. it up at some point. But anyway, it was mm-hmm. called, it says in this little this article that the witching hour usually refers to the midnight hour during a full moon. It is always regarded as a particularly potent time for magic as the moon is not waxing nor waning at midnight is considered the time between the days in between time in between worlds during the full moon time. uh, All magic work is empowered. All magic work is futile. And that was a quote from that article. So mm-hmm. it it's there are other people out there who have also thought that maybe this witching hour is an in-between time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in Japan, this was interesting to me. According to a Japanese tradition, the witching hour is at the moment of and a little before and after sunset. Oh. According to this tradition, at that moment, the veil between the worlds just for that few seconds vanishes and the supernatural phenomenon happen uh, can ha- happen on their own during that time, that one specific time, oh. which I feel like there was a charmed episode, an old charmed episode, not the new series, the old one about in-betweens. I think we've talked about it before. Ooh, it's been a while since I've mm-hmm. seen that show. I do remember talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that this makes me think about is the power of three. If it's really 3 a.m., we've talked oh, about the power of three. Of mm-hmm. yeah. three is a magic number. So mm-hmm. it isn't surprising mm-hmm. that 3 a.m. might be considered the witching hour. Mm-hmm. But then again, I've read that, you know, it's midnight. So, yeah. you know, I also remember it being called. Uh, the time of day where no one is normally out that that's what makes it mm-hmm. the witching hour where it's a quiet time, so to speak in the world, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 2 PM workers have had their lunch. They're back at work. Kids aren't released from school yet. It's a quiet time mm-hmm. or 5 PM on a Sunday. There's no rush hour. Everybody's already at home. They've gone to church or done whatever their, their stuff is. They're preparing for the coming week. So that's another time that's called the witching hour, which I find mm-hmm. fascinating. Did you know? I have a did okay. you know? In the movie The Conjuring, you remember that movie? It's one of the yes. best horror movies yes. ever. The clocks yes. always stopped at 3:07 a.m. Yes, I do remember right, that. Right during the witching hour. Mm-hmm. And movies have taken that idea of Yes, they have. Know, that demons love to attack during this hour, so you'll see mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but in reality, many demonic possessions reportedly happen happen during this time. Oh, if you know, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not Christian or Catholic, but um, demonic possessions apparently happen more at this time than any if there is such a thing um, during than any other hour in a day. You know, I just recently heard. That apparently, I can't remember where, but apparently somewhere on this planet, I know I've narrowed it down, (laughs) um, somewhere on this planet that in today's time, there are more like exorcisms occurring today, like in this time period than have ever occurred. 
And really? I can't remember. Yes. I remember seeing something. I don't know if it's real or fake. Um, but I think I saw something that exorcisms are happening. Like, see, I feel like there is something to these quote um, possessions. I don't believe in demons or devils, but that doesn't mean that something's not happening. It it might it might be something supernatural. It might be something magical. It might be something alien. Um, it, it could be demonic. I'm not saying I know everything, but there is definitely something to those things, whether they're people that are mentally unstable, you know, the stories we see in the movies always get t- taken totally out of context. Oh yeah. I mean, but, I mean, I bet you some people just mistook schizophrenia or a mental right. disability and just went, Oh, you're possessed by a demon. Well, like, shit. <laughs> Back in the day, just being a female that had a brain oh, was yeah. considered yeah. being demonic. Yeah. yeah. I bet since it's October <laughs> off topic again, since it's October, I've been watching a lot of asylum, um, mm, like ghosts, mm-hmm. like, like not like movies. I mean, yes, that too, but also like people going to, um, what's the word? Uh, wow. I can't think of the word they're going to. <laughs> I have wow. no idea what you're talking about. They're going to record evidence of ghost activity. Oh, the ghost hunter type people. Yeah. Experiment is not the word. Investigate. <laughs> It's investigate. They're going to investigate. So I've watched a lot of investigations on asylums and a lot of the history and it's multiple locations. A lot of the history is like, oh yeah, anybody in this certain time frame would be thrown in here just because, you know, somebody said like said something to somebody and they didn't like it or a woman had her period. Right. You know, that is and 100%. Like, and like, yeah. The husband didn't want to deal with her anymore and, or the husband didn't love or want to be with his wife anymore. So he just made an excuse to put that woman in an asylum and then went yep. and had another family, you know, yeah, yeah. that's, it happened. It, oh, happened. it did 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's delve into the history of the witching yes. hour. Yes. So the phrase witching hour was first recorded in 1793. However, this seems to have begun actually around 1535 when the Catholic oh. Church forbade activities to take place between 3 and 4 a.m. Oh. Which- oh, do you think it's because the Catholic Church knew that witches and everything were more powerful at this time? So they're like, no, nope. probably so. I think that was okay. their reasoning. Okay. Um, and this was based on religious texts that stated that the belief that Jesus, and I've talked about this before too, that Jesus was crucified at 3 p.m. and the reverse of 3 p.m. is 3 a.m. So I know I've talked about this in an episode before, but that makes it the time of demonic activity, which is why the witching hour is also sometimes called the devil's hour. Okay. Okay. And then the number three is also a mockery of the Holy Trinity. So 3 a.m. would be a great time for demons to come out and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. do their thing as, you know, opposing the forces of Christianity, Catholicism, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, also it was considered shameful if a woman was seen out between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m. Which oh, wow. ultimately t- led priests to tie 
that hour to witches, of course, because any woman who is out between midnight and four has to be a witch, of course. Of course. It's not like they had too much to drink the night before and fell asleep in a bush. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Are you talking from experience there? (laughs) No. (laughs) The New Zealand Oxford Dictionary identifies midnight as the time when witches are supposedly active. I I don't know about you all, but I've got kids. I'm in bed by 10 o'clock these days. I'm not going to be up for any witching hour. I'm sorry. Although... I must say, you know, being October and Halloween, I might be tempted out of bed at midnight if it's for some midnight margaritas. And then you'll end up in a bush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a possibility. And then I'd be out between midnight and four and, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, but the phrase was written in a poem in 1775, and that poem is called Night and Ode by Reverend Matthew West, which I could not find the text to. Um, In the 1800s, during the spiritualist movement, midnight was the prime time for seances, because there was that time, you know, here in the United States, too, where seances were a thing. It was all, you know, popular. And when they did the seances, it was always at midnight. Mm. And then speaking of ghost hunters, like you were talking about, ghost Mm -hmm. hunters would have you believe that the barrier between our world and the world of the supernatural is weaker, more penetrable during this witching hour. Mm -hmm. Ghosts, poltergeists, and other apparitions require less energy to make contact with living. And therefore, communication happens to be more frequent at this time. And then, you know, you've seen those movies or you've heard those things where the chair slides across the floor by itself, you know, and Mm -hmm. of course, it's always at nighttime. And Mm -hmm. that could be because this is the time where it doesn't, it's not as hard for them to be able to communicate, communicate across. Wow. (laughs) I know this drink is good um, across that veil, so to speak. That's very interesting because, you know, you always watch those like, you know, those movies Movies, or shows mm -hmm. or whatever, read a book and you're like, oh, why does it always happen at night? Why never during the day? Then it makes sense. Mm -hmm. The witching hour explains that. Mm -hmm. So sensitives kind of like you are people who by their very nature are more attuned to the world of the dead and they tend to have more empathic experiences in the dead of night as well. Yeah. Which goes with what you were talking about. Yeah, I agree. I lay in bed and I'll hear random stuff and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And I turn it off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like when I'm like falling asleep and it's like my, my switch is like, you know, lessening because I'm I'm like in between consciousness. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, maybe it's because these places are often quieter. You don't have a whole bunch of people around Mm -hmm. you distracting you. And so we're able to more readily register and take notice of those energies that are around us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense to me. I'm an empath too. And I often have a hard time in the day when so many people are around me, Mm -hmm. but at night when it's quiet and there aren't that many active conscious minds around me, Mm-hmm. I, I can see that it would make more sense that a medium or another sensitive would be able to feel energies more accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
in the summer of 1816, and you may have you may know this, but this is a really cool fact. A small collection of writers, artists, and visionaries gathered together to form an impromptu group where they would exchange views, opinions, philosophies, and even story ideas. Mary Shelley was a member of that group. She is the one who wrote Frankenstein. Oh, right. Female mm-hmm. back in the 1800s. How cool is that? Early 1800s. Yeah, but you never hear of like the author. I know. You know well, we all like, know Frankenstein, Frankenstein. We all know now that it's Mary Shelley. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. In her book, she says, "This is a quote from the book." Night waned upon this talk, and even the witching hour had gone by before we retired to rest. So she she says the witching hour, mm-hmm. and that was in in eighteen. I think she wrote the book in eighteen thirty one. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. But somewhere no. around there. Mm-hmm. But in sixteen oh one, Shakespeare wrote Hamlet, mm-hmm. and he calls he he talks about what I think is the witching hour. He says, "'Tis now the very witching time of night when churchyards yawn and hell itself breathes out contagion into this world. How how cool is that? So that's in 1601 where Shakespeare had the concept Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the witching hour. Mm -hmm. A large, yeah, a large percentage of sleeping paralysis takes place during this time as well. I don't like talking about sleep paralysis. Yeah. (laughs) During the dark ages, of course, superstitious people believed that witches and demons were actually responsible for sleep paralysis along with their Mm -hmm. misfortunes. Mm -hmm. Puritans believed that witches carried out their rituals during that time. Of course, they were dark rituals. Rituals, Mm -hmm. as we've said before, (laughs) when everybody was asleep uh, to avoid helping get caught, there's that anonymity of darkness thing. So, I was trying to find some actual true experiences that people had reported during the witching hour. Mm -hmm. So, I've got several of them and I'll just go through them and you can make your comments or whatever. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, the first one it says, I fell asleep next to a guy. I woke up after an intense episode of sleep paralysis with a weird dream slash hallucination of this demon girl crawling across me. The guy next to me looked peaceful, so I didn't wake him up. The next morning, he described the exact same dream along with sleep paralysis. I never told him I had the same dream. Too fucking weird. Why not? I would be like, yo, I had the same dream. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, I think a lot of people are afraid. I mean, if you bring attention to it, like you, with your creatures that you see, that thought that if you bring attention to it, it might come back. I don't know. Yeah. 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 This, the next (laughs) one says, when I was about five or six, I woke up and saw an old woman standing in the doorway of my bedroom. Of course, doorways or in-betweens so just <gasps> That's saying very true see now I want to be able to close my door mm-hmm. see when we had my dog she would sleep in, I, I know this is terrible but she snored so loud it was terrible <laughs> so she slept you know she has a large room living room a beautiful bed she wasn't neglected she was a very well taken care of dog but she had she had to sleep in the living room okay mm-hmm. so we would always close the door and I like it when our bedroom door is closed when I sleep mm-hmm. but now now that we have a cat, 
we like to let her come in and out as she pleases. Mm -hmm. And so she'll sleep at my feet, but her litter box and her food and water are out in the living room. Mm -hmm. So we want her to be able to get to those while we're asleep. So we leave the door open, but I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. So this old lady standing in the doorway. Yeah. Sorry. She didn't say anything, just looked at me silently and stood there, but I was filled with the most horrible sense of dread I've ever felt in my life. I was absolutely terrified of this woman and I hid under my covers. That's what we were talking about. If she, Mm -hmm. if I can't see her, she can't see me. It's not how it works, man. (laughs) And would peek out every few minutes to see if she was there after what felt like hours, but was probably only like 15 minutes. She was gone. When I looked, I ran into Mm -hmm. my parents' room crying and my dad searched my room and the rest of the house, but couldn't find anyone. I slept with them for the rest of the night. I never did find a good explanation for what I saw, but a lot of other weird things happened in that house before we moved a few years later. Scariest thing I've ever seen to this day. See, that's what I'm saying. Like it could have been a grandma, like an old lady, Mm -hmm. but it could not have been like, it was taking the form of an old lady. It could have. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. Listen, I'm going off. I'm on topic, you know, but (laughs) little history. Okay. So with these shows that I watch with investigations and everything, Mm -hmm. there's this, I'll, I'll just go ahead and give them a shout out because people probably have already heard them and they do very well on YouTube, but their names are Sam and Colby. And they do a lot of, you know, they go to these places and investigate. Now they are a little goofy. So they, (laughs) they, so they, they just like goof around to not you know, they try to keep it light mm-hmm. but when it comes to investigating, they're very serious. Okay. okay. And they are trying to confirm that, you know, a lot of people have night, like sleep paralysis where they see the man with the top hat, like, and it's yes. like so, and, slender um, man, slender man, but the slender man and the top hat guy are different. Oh, they're different and people with children and all of that. Right. Like there's something called the twins and stuff like that. I don't like talking about it. Okay. Okay. And so they were trying like in all of their investigations where people have spotted these creature things, they're trying to understand if they can be in multiple locations at once, like at all at the same time, because how can this person have the exact same sleep paralysis at the same time? This person is also having it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so low key, they kind of in a couple of their episodes back to back are like slowly piecing together that I think that these things can be in multiple, multiple places, like appearing at the same time. And so then what, what the heck are these things to be able yeah. to manifest that way? And uh, do these things happen during the witching hour by any chance? It's always at night. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So. And it's, it was, it's just the creepiest thing. But of course I'm sitting there with the blanket up to my face. Like <laughs> I need to see what's happening, like what's going to happen next. But oh my goodness. Like, and it's, it's so interesting. And they're doing it based off of like investigation and trial and error and kind of like a scientific method. You know, mm-hmm. I like the science. Right. And Absolutely. It. I mean, yeah, that's the way to do it. Cool. I think. Yeah. To, it's to just, try to prove ugh. these things. It's just so interesting. So like if that old lady was standing in the doorway of that person, how many other doorways was that thing standing in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right. Here's the next one. It was just after midnight, one Friday night, Saturday morning, when my wife and I were talking downstairs, just about ready to turn in when the landline phone started ringing. 
my first thought was, oh, God, something bad has happened to somebody and they're to be calling at this hour. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the phone and saw the dis- on the display that it was showing my wife's cell phone. I turned to her and asked her where her phone was, thinking that maybe she had left it somewhere and someone had found it and was trying to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said it was upstairs. Um, oh. Yeah. So I gave her a sort of withering Sheldon look. I love that. And mm-hmm. answered the phone. I said hello, but nobody answered. So I handed the phone to my wife and went upstairs to look at the to look for the phone. It was there, resting face down on the side of the bed. When I picked it up, it was all lit up, showing that it was calling our landline. (gasps) So, how did a smartphone unlock itself with the correct security code? Navigate the contacts, find our home number, and call it on its own. Oh my gosh! This reminds me when I was a kid, our own house used to call itself. Oh, weird. We had, it wasn't like, a, like, you know, the old phones where you like, you know, the, yeah. you know, like the little circle, you yeah, know, it wasn't like one of those. It was like, you know, it was a landline, but it was like, it had a screen and it showed you who was calling. And this didn't, I mean, our house was haunted. Like I know it was like, I had things, I had things touched my face in the middle of the night. My sisters have always had their own stories, you know, and only now did we find out all of us have had similar experiences, just talking about it as adults. Creepy. So our, our phone, like our house would call itself and it'd be like, you know, it'd ring and you'd go to look at who was calling and it was the exact same number. And we were like, do we answer what's going to happen? So you would answer and it would just be silent. Oh, how and weird. We, yeah. We had no idea why that happened. It wasn't like we were Your getting parents this. still live in that house. Yeah. Ooh, we'll have to parents were coming over. We're going to do a paranormal investigation of your house. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, there are several rooms in that house. I will not go in. Like, really? I, don't, I don't like the back rooms at all. Cause I mean, my bedroom, I had I, my bedroom, you know, we all hopped around cause we, you know, as you grow out and other kids are growing up, like mm-hmm. I had a little sister who had to, you know, be thrown into a room. And so I had this room and of course I painted it bright yellow when I was a kid. And of course, so, um, it's called the yellow room. I liked it, but that one's so scary, but it wasn't it, the yellow room. I had a lot of problems with that's where I had a lot of my like sense, like like I'm a like sensitive to the stuff and it's yeah. the closet, the closet mostly, but in the other room, it's like literally across the hall. I moved that into that one when I started like middle school, high school and something literally touched my face in that room. Like it was like a hand tried to like touch my face and like, that's creepy. But yeah. The house likes to call itself. I don't think it does it anymore. Really? I don't know. I don't know if their landline is still connected. Most people don't have landlines anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. I know. (laughs) The next story is a Ouija board story. Oh, fun. In high school, my friends and I were messing around with a Ouija board one night. We had done it before with nothing remarkable. Uh, We usually did it to try to scare each other and our girlfriends. We were at my friend's farm at the edge of town when one of the girls wanted to try it. So that night we did, and the board misspelled some of the words the same way every time. It gave answers that seemed really historically accurate for our town, things that we neither knew nor cared about. Long story short, the spirit claimed it was a 10-year-old boy who had died on the property in the 1800s and was buried there in an unmarked grave. Mm -hmm. 
we were all a little freaked out because the board had never been so detailed and consistent. However, we were still skeptical and we were all assuming one of us was trying to scare the rest. Finally, my friend asked the spirit if he could do something to prove he was there with us. It went to yes, and then it spelled out K-N-O-C-K. Then the planchette stopped moving. We all just stared at it silently, and then there was a rap, rap, rap on the window right next to us. The lights were on outside, and there was nobody there. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Uh, uh. Here's another one in an old farmhouse. So four years ago, I lived in a very large farmhouse that had been converted into two apartments. The house was known as the old boys home. It used to uh, house boys with behavioral issues, but it was closed due to allegations of molestation. How horrible is that? Anyway, I was living with my boyfriend and three-year-old daughter at the time. My bedroom had a large fireplace that had been boarded up and painted over. I decided to push my bed up against it one day while I was rearranging things so that the fireplace was like the headboard for the bed. That night around 1 a.m., I heard a small voice saying, Mom, Mom, Mommy. I sat up in bed but didn't see anything, so I reached over my boyfriend trying to pick up my daughter, thinking she was trying to get into our bed. I kept feeling around and was still hearing the voice, but I couldn't feel her. My boyfriend woke up and turned the bedside lamp on, asking me, what the hell are you doing? I explained that Amelia was trying to get into our bed, and I was reaching for her. There was nobody there. My daughter was sound asleep in her room. Mm. The the next night came, around 1 a.m. again, my dog started to whimper at our door, so my boyfriend got up to take him outside. You know that feeling in bed when someone lies down next to you where the bed pushes in and there's a warmth at your back? I Mm -hmm. felt that, so I assumed my boyfriend had come back to bed. I rolled over. My boyfriend wasn't in the bed, and I felt the fucking bed release pressure. Whatever was lying next to me had gotten up in that second. I moved my bed the next day to the other side of the room, and I haven't had another incident in the two years I remained in that house. That's so weird. Like, why was it just when the bed was in that location? I don't know. Listen, Fireplaces are scary. I saw a movie when I was a kid. I wasn't supposed to watch it. And I snuck down the stairs and I was watching from the stairs and there was some movie and I don't know what it was, but they were these things in the house were dragging people up the chimney. And so I would never put my bed up against a blocked chimney. I just wouldn't. It reminds me, you just unlocked a memory that I did not want to have. (laughs) I'm sorry. So it's from the same instance where I think of, like, I got the bruises, right? And that same, we were out of town. It was in that house and we had slept in the basement. Okay. And um, we were on an air mattress and I swear to, I swear, I swear, I could feel, I thought I felt something. Okay. So there were like multiple, multiple of us in this basement. So we had air mattresses back to back. Right. Okay. So there was barely any way to walk around. It was the middle of the night. It was dark. And I thought I heard somebody get up and like, you know, shuffle around mm-hmm. and pass the bed, you know, like they okay. passed it and it's like, they put pressure on the bed. Okay. And I felt the pressure because my, my feet went, well, it's you an know, air mattress, with, so, with the yeah. air mattress. And I like opened my eyes to see who was getting up and it had stayed down as if something had sat down. 
and my feet had like rolled into it. And I looked and there was nothing there and everybody was asleep. And I, I mean, this place I've been going there since I was a child, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. like I randomly went to something like something's basement, you know? No, like I've, I've been going there ever since I was little and that basement has always freaked me out and having to sleep down there. I hate it. But that moment I just hated it because there was nothing there, but I could see and feel that something was there. Was there? Oh my God. And it was there. And then I like, I was like, okay, this isn't happening. I'm dreaming. So I like, I, I should, I should have just gotten up, but I like laid back down. I closed my eyes and I could feel it slowly release. <gasps> oh my God. Oh, I, I know. I just got chills. It makes me sick thinking about it. And you just unlock, like, I think my brain purposefully was like, you're not going to remember that. And then as soon as you said that with the bed pressure, I remembered that that happened to me. Oh, how creepy. And I've always hated that, that basement. Did you know that hospitals and nursing units report the most deaths between three and four in the morning? Oh, that was actually a study done by the Harvard medical school that the chances of death increased during that hour from three to four in the morning. Isn't that weird? That's so weird. I mean, it's a real study, Harvard medical school. Okay, mm. so the next story, one of the most infamous stories, and I'm, I know you've heard of this too, that took place during the witching hour was the Amityville horror story. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when Ronald DeFeo Jr. killed his entire family in their beds at three mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on November 13th, 1974. Yeah, I think we all know this one. Yeah, everybody knows that. That was during the witching hour. It was at 3 a.m. in the morning. And he told detectives that he had previously heard voices in his head and was in a trance-like state saying that once I started, I couldn't stop. It went so Mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure he's implied. I mean, I know the movies did implied that it was a demonic voice that told him to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, he could be just a psychopathic killer. He could have had you know schizophrenia or some other mental mm-hmm, illness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it really could have been a demon that was able to breach through or i, I use demon loosely because whatever you believe it yeah, was something yeah. that reached through and was able to communicate with him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then there's an urban legend from new mexico loan known as la mala Ora, which is translated as the evil hour or the bad hour it's the legend of how at 3 a.m. an evil spirit appears to haunt lonely travelers at night. She has the appearance of an old woman with a demon's face. If you're unlucky Ooh. enough to meet her, it is said that a loved one of yours will soon die. No. I know. Those who travel in isolated areas in the countryside are warned that they will come across her scary presence. It is believed that the origin of the haunting legend was to scare people off from traveling alone late at night, which makes Mm -hmm. sense. It acts Mm -hmm. as a warning. Um, La Mala Ora stalking places on the outskirts under the darkness of night is also symbolic that the supernatural lurks at these boundaries, especially around the hour of 3 a.m. So now I know where not to go at a certain (laughs) time of day. I'm I'm the one that, of course, wants to go and see what we can find. That's oh, no, I I know you can go by yourself. You're a psycho (laughs) woman. Come with me. We got to go find out. No. Oh my gosh, my cat. Stop. <laughs> what was she doing? Jumping on uh, my husband's chair going. <laughs> oh, 
claws, man. Uh-huh. So Ray Bradbury's novel from 1962, and I must say, I am a huge, huge fan of Ray Bradbury. He is mm-hmm. a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. And his um, novel, Something Wicked This Way Comes, it talks about a mysterious, mysterious carnival leader named Mr. Dark. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Dark is a malevolent malevolent being that feeds off the life of those he enslaves. And in the novel, there's this reference to the sinister power of 3 a.m. And the quote from the book is, Oh God, midnight's not bad. You wake and go back to sleep. One or two's not bad. You toss, but sleep again. Five or six in the morning, there's hope for dawn is just under the horizon. But three, now Christ, 3 a.m., Doctors Mm -hmm. say that the body's at low tide then, the soul is out, the blood moves slow, you're the nearest to death you'll ever be save dying. Sleep is a patch of death, but three in the morn, full wide-eyed staring is living death. I don't like that. I love it. I love Ray Bradbury. For some reason, for some reason, it feels accurate. (laughs) I think it is accurate. It makes me wonder, do you think our souls travel at night? Is that like what a dream is? It. Is a dream our soul going somewhere else? See, dreams are a whole nother thing. It is. They are. They are. Like, is it just your subconscious, you know, creating all these things? But then if you ask, is this a dream or why are we here? Then your whole dream, like even the people in your dream are like, you shouldn't be asking that yeah, question. I've heard that. It's too. like, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So there are other explanations for weird things that happen during the witching hour. And the first one is the sleep cycle. While we sleep, our body goes through different phases of sleep, each one serving different purposes, affecting our body in different ways. So around Mm -hmm. three in the morning is when most people are in the middle of the REM cycle, which is the deepest sleep that you experience during the night. That's when you dream. Mm -hmm. When in REM, your sleep, your heart rate drops, you Uh, your breathing slows, your body's temperature does decrease, just like Ray Bradbury said. In -hmm. addition, many functions of the body are reduced or stopped altogether, including movement of your limbs. Um, The body goes through these changes to help you get um, as much quality sleep as possible, but it can be very disconcerting when you wake up suddenly during this time of night. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether a noise wakes you up or you have to go to the bathroom, waking up during a deep sleep of the REM cycle makes you feel disoriented and cold. Your body reacts to these feelings with fear because the way you wake up is not a natural for the conscious body. So mm-hmm. like how you feel panic when you wake up somewhere that you're not, that you didn't fall asleep. The body also experiences terror, you know, like when you were a little kid and you'd fall asleep watching a movie and your dad would move you to your bed when you wake up, not where you fell asleep, that creates fear as well. Hmm. Um, Another article suggests that waking at this time could be sleep insomnia due to melatonin levels in your body. Hmm. Those who suffer from that condition commonly find themselves being roused from sleep between the hours of three and 4 AM. It is also linked to depression in adults, which is why waking at this time might leave you feeling in a state of doom. And that's where those haunting feelings come from. So that's Mm -hmm. one explanation that is not supernatural. There is also a witching hour in the stock market. 
I had never heard this before. So in, in investing, it is the last hour of stock trading between 4, 3 p.m. and 4 p.m., which that's not 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. It's 3 p.m. and 4 oh. p.m., which is when the the market closes at 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and the witching hour occurs when financial contracts, spe- spe- specifically options and futures, end on the third Friday of a month. The time periods, double, triple, quadruple, reflect the number of contracts that expire. And all contracts expire within that same hour, thus the name, the witching hour, usually the last Mm -hmm. hour of trading. Mm -hmm. Then there is the baby witching hour. In fact, when I started researching the witching hour, this came up more than anything else. I know exactly what you're talking about. And we don't like talking about children when it comes to stuff like this. (laughs) Well, it's the period of time in the evening when newborns are particularly fussy and may cry for hours. It's when your newborn starts to fuss and then that fuss turns into crying and that crying turns into screaming that goes on for hours um, until your little ones can be soothed by eating or being held or or whatever. whatever. Um, my One of mine had colic and mm-hmm. it was a nightmare. Um It is said this is a temporary thing for babies, usually peaking at six weeks and then resolving on its own by three to four months. But it makes me wonder, you know, Mm -hmm. we always hear about how children are able to see things that adults can't. Maybe the babies are seeing the thinning of the veil or seeing things cross over. I mean, it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings me to some questions that I have about this whole witching hour thing. So if the witching hour really is a thinning of the veil, then it has to thin at different parts of the earth at different times. Because when it's three o'clock here, it's not three o'clock in the mornings at other parts of the world. Yeah. So I'm envisioning this wave, you know how in football stadiums (laughs) where you all do the wave, I'm I'm (laughs) envisioning this wave of demonic or paranormal activity going across the earth as darkness moves and the time moves. I I mean, that makes no sense to me. Did you know, by the way, that there are at least 31 time zones? Jeez. (laughs) I know, right? So that's only because some people didn't want to like be a part of one time zone. And so they just made their own. (laughs) That's You literally have time zones where the time is on top of like, you know, like they're on top of each other vertically, but the time zone is like different. And it's like, uh-huh. but y'all are in the same time. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then why would it just be thin on earth? So like, does the dark side of the moon uh, always have access to the thinnest veil all the time? Because Maybe. it, you know, what about mm-hmm. space when the sun's not there? Because it's dark in space. So oh, it's very dark. It, does that mean that you can cross to the spiritual realm and space easier than you can on earth. I don't know. I I do think that things feel more magical in the middle of the night, but you know, is that because it's quiet? Is that because of the moon phase that it happens to be? I do think the the moon affects us. I I am a very big believer in moon magic. Yeah. Maybe it's because visualization is so important when you spell cast. And at night, we aren't distracted by things down the street or, you know, assuming we're practicing outside. 
because mm-hmm. everything's dark, you can concentrate your energies on what's right there around you without distraction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know either. I do think that the witching hour would be a great time for divination if it really is a thinning of the veil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking it's like, it is creepy to think about it. I mean, it is creepy because I think as a society, we've built like these like uh, pockets of energy, you know, mm-hmm. like social energy where everything is hustle bustle. You know, everybody's like on the way to work in the morning. Oh, yeah. Have work New York. Blah, blah, blah. Every yeah. city, then, I think, has its own energy. Yeah. And at night, you can there's feel it. nothing. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing yeah. at night because everybody's in their home. And so it's just eerie because we're built on that energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when that hustle bustle energy isn't there, it's creepy. Maybe because we are feeling the actual energies of another dimension or something. I don't know. That's a whole different topic. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. It's been fun to get my mind off my dad and to reconnect with you all. I, Thank you so much for your support. Uh, you can find us at on our website, which is www.c3witchypodcast.com. There you will find social media links, our merch. Oh, come check out our merch. I just bought one of our Boo Bitches t-shirts. I absolutely love it. I don't think I even told you, Ren. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so cute. So go check those out. They're on my Bats and Bobbles Etsy site. You can get mm-hmm. to it from that, which is www.batsandbobblesinc.etsy.com. Okay. Um, and you can get all our merch there. Or okay. you can, I think when you go to our website, you can click on the link on our website under merch and it'll take you to that store where mm-hmm. you can look mm-hmm. at our merch. Um, if you like our podcast and you want to help us out, please support us. Uh, We have a Patreon where you can choose whatever amount you want to donate. Any amount helps us. Thank you to our existing patrons. We could not do this without you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can find our Patreon link on our website, or you can go to www.patreon.com slash C3 Witchy Podcast. Um, We're also putting together a coffee cup giveaway. I just got the coffee cup. I had ordered it. It's now come in and we'll post about it on Facebook and Instagram about how you can go about winning that mug. It's a boo bitches mug. Um, Mm -hmm. We will be back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll be back. Until (laughs) then stay witchy.